Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball models in the course of this episode. It's set to cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, remember to sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Sign up costs under $1 a day. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. It does not try to forecast it to a T, as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term view around here and <clears throat> to discuss what's happening in hockey. You know, we don't get distracted. When you see there have been five games in the conference finals, all decided by one goal. And I think this is just a perfect reminder of how we're looking at things the long term because you can't just look at those five games and say, oh, well, this is going to tell us that every single game is going to be decided by one goal. These are tight series, absolutely. And the probability that they're decided by one goal, you know, is higher than usual. But, you know, 80 percent on four of the five have gone to overtime. And I, I. I think we have to really look at these things and say what has happened is a little bit weird. We do use it to help us make decisions going forward, but we don't solely weight that. And so it's the idea that we're going to have good variants, bad variants. Sometimes we're just going to have weird variants. like all these overtime games in the hockey series talking about. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean something's going to continue to happen, but we do use that as part of our input to determine what the best thing going forward. That's what we're doing here with the baseball model is we're just trusting the process in the long term. Every day, new data gets put in and it's helping inform us, but we're not going to overweight what happened has happened in the last week or two. A great example, of that's the Pirates now offensively coming back to life and looking like a competent offense again here the last five days, putting up like 40 runs or 50 runs or some crazy number in the last five games they've played. <clears throat> probably not that good. Probably not as bad as it looked before. We've got to look and weather the ups and downs. As much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable every single day, that is an impossible reality, unfortunately, for any gambler. Hopefully we can get back going here on Tuesday with a lot of great games. Monday was a very ho-hum day, uh, just kind of like breaking even. We had the weird situation with the Giants and Alex Cobb thinking he was going to start placing our bet there. I'm not counting that towards my official record because, uh, you know, we're tying that to the pitcher. We talked about that a little bit in yesterday's show. Um, personally, I let the giants bet that I had ride simply because, it, you know, I don't like playing out. I don't like cashing out. I don't like <clears throat> things like that. You're just adding more juice. And so I just kind of let it ride and said, Hey, maybe the giants will win this game. And I got lucky personally. I don't know what you decided to do with it. It's always a tough situation. There's no right answer when you make a bet and a pitcher gets changed like that. You just got to try to make the best decision possible. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, blackjack when you're looking at, you know, 16 on a, on a 10 or 16 on a nine. All right. Some of these are 50, 50 calls. It's really tough, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm not counting that towards my record uh, officially in the Google sheet because uh, Cobb did not start that game. He's starting here on Tuesday. So, yeah, like I said, just kind of a ho-hum Monday. Hopefully it turned out well for you. Uh, I think we can get going here on Tuesday. If not by Wednesday here, this Wednesday slate, I absolutely love. Got games throughout the day and locked in a ton of A-grade plays. Not even going to talk about half of them here on show. There's so many A-grade plays and so many good totals 
that I like. I'm super excited for Wednesday. But before we get to it, some quick reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college ball content this channel provides. The way I do things, A-grade Moneyland plays will return four units. It is the risk plus one week or four. That way we're proportionally more on favorites than dogs. It's kind of like flat betting on steroids. It's a little bit more uh, variable, kind of, uh, you know, diminishes the hurt of laying it with big favorites and diminishes the hurt of putting too much on big dogs kind of allows you to play the big dogs at a proportioned rate and kind of helps you figure out basically, you know, half unit, three quarters, unit, that sort of thing. Um, B grade plays from three units, C grade plays from two units. Total plays are flat bet uh, just because there's more variability with total. So I want a little bit less on them. They've done great for us though. So far uh, since I've started officially making total plays in the month of May, as I mentioned, I wanted to see how April played out with regards to the baseball situation that looks like different baseballs than last year, but I think we've got a decent enough handle on them. The totals have gone pretty well for us. I got three more for you today. Let's get to it. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. Starting off in the day, 12.35 p.m. Eastern. Let's get us an over here, over nine in Rangers and Pirates. Model says this total should be 9.8. We're talking a nice day in Pittsburgh, mid-70s for the entirety of it. Wind blowing mostly out, five to ten miles an hour. And the bottom line is that Martin Perez, kind of a little bit of a flash in the pan there, had a had a stretch last year where he looked pretty good. Year before, he looked pretty good. But down the stretch last year, kind of fading a little bit. This year, not looking great. Model gives him a 99 rating, where 100 is average. So basically just a league average pitcher. 401 ERA is nine starts. Underlying metrics suggest it should be actually in the mid to upper four. So he hasn't looked that great this year. Um, and I just project him to be pretty league average. The Rangers bullpen well below league average, not the worst in baseball, but not good at all. Johan Oviedo for the Pirates for 69 ERA. Now, his the flip story. His underlying metrics suggest it should be a little bit better in the low fours, but based off his historical data, still projects to be a below league average pitcher. Gets a rating of a 105. And again, remember, if you want to see all the pitcher ratings, you can see those in the public facing Google sheet. That link's in the show description. So a league average pitcher, a slightly below league average pitcher, Pirates bullpen, pretty league average, Rangers bullpen, below league average, not great pitching, decent day for offense, day game, you know, sun out, ball carrying a little bit more, Rangers offense looking pretty good, Pirates offense kind of actually being competent here as of late. And even in that stretch where they struggled, the Pirates game still went over almost 50% of the times, which is crazy with how few of runs they scored in that two-week stretch. But it shows that they can give up some runs as well. And on top of that, uh, a lot of times when they weren't scoring a lot of runs, they were still putting up two or three. It wasn't quite like it was zeros a lot. It happened a few times, of course. And with the way the Pirates scored here in the first game of the series, you know, they should be able to help out. I think somebody scores a lot of runs, but I don't know who. So like the over nine here, I'm not playing this over nine and a half, but over nine, especially at minus 105 that we've locked in here is a pretty good investment in my opinion. If you're playing the side on this one, model would give Pirates plus 110 a C grade. It makes this Rangers minus 115. I think it's priced pretty well personally. Plus 110 isn't enough to get me on the Pirates. As you can see, there, there's no risk reward on the screen. I'm not playing the Pirates at plus 110. I would need better than plus 115. Model wants plus 128 for an A grade. It's nowhere near that caliber. Like I said, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I think somebody scores a decent amount of runs. I think somebody scores a lot of runs. Don't know which team. 
I need big plus odds before I'm interested in the Pirates. And the Rangers are the better team, absolutely. Uh, but their bullpen not being good on the road. I'm not laying minus 130 with the Rangers either, which is the price I'm seeing right now. If it were to be in the minus 110 range, that's that would be where I'm looking into it. But right now, we're just not anywhere near a play on either one of these sides, in my opinion. So we're just sticking to the over, getting some runs here to start off our Wednesday. 105 p.m. Eastern Diamondbacks at the Phillies. A great play on the Diamondbacks here at plus 105. And this goes back to what I was saying. My motto here, saving dimes left and right. This We locked this in this morning for our Dub Clubbers. Sent that out. Hopefully all of you with us on Dub Club over there locked in on DraftKings at plus 105. Right now I'm seeing minus 105, so you're saving uh, a dime right there. And depending on how you scale it, you know, either way you're either you're saving money, preventing it from – uh, if it loses, because every pick has a chance to lose, uh, or if you're, uh, you know, if it wins, you're going to win more. So either way, it's a great investment to get plus 105 rather than minus 105. I don't know where the number's going, but the model says that minus 107 is its threshold for an A grade play. So at minus 105 still is an A grade by the time you see this, depending on when you're watching. I have no idea where the number is going to go, what books you have, <clears throat> you have available uh but that minus 105 is about as far as we can go for an a grade sideline says it should be diamondbacks minus 119 they should be solid road favorites here it's not that i have anything against ranger suarez he's looked okay in his two starts according to the underlying metrics he's actually given up a few runs uh but you know in six innings pitched you know i'm much more looking at the underlying metrics than anything and much more looking at last year as well Suarez is a solid pitcher. He's not great, but he's, you know, he's above average. Uh, but I mean, Zach Allen is a guy I absolutely want to back. Definitely struggled his last time. I thought was really weird, but that was such an anomaly. The underlying metrics suggest Gallon's ERA should be in the low twos. This is, this guy's quickly becoming one of the top pitchers in baseball. He was fantastic last year. Other than that last start, he's been fantastic this year. So a massive edge for the Diamondbacks with regards to the starting pitcher and a pretty big edge at the bullpen too. the Phillies bullpen, not grading out very well. And with Alvarado at the back end of the bullpen grades really poorly. So they're going to have a harder time holding on to leads relative to most teams in the majors. Uh, the Diamondbacks bullpen is slightly better than average overall. Uh, offensively, the Phillies probably have a slight edge, but it's not much. Again, the Diamondbacks should be pretty solid favorites in this one. Like I said, about minus 120. So if you're still looking at minus 105, still an A grade, but hopefully getting you locked in that plus 105 if you were with us on Dub Club. Again, that dollar a day, under a dollar a day, will be worth your uh, worth your investment. That link's in the show description if you aren't with us already. Total in this game is 8. Model projects 8.3. Nice day in Philadelphia, mid-70s. Wind blowing mostly across for this one and no chance of rain. So it should be a nice day for baseball. I don't think the total's really worth investing in at the moment, uh, you know, being that it's so close to the model's projection of low 8s. 110 p.m. Eastern Giants at the Twins. Let's jump back on another total here. Under 7.5 at minus 120. The model projects a total of 6.8. First time we've had a projected total in the sixes since April because usually the only time you're going to get totals in the sixes is with fantastic pitching, great pitcher ballparks, uh, cold weather. You know, a lot of times it might project in the in the sevens, but there's just not a lot of sixes these days once you get deeper into the summer. But 6.8 here. And I mentioned in yesterday's show about Minnesota specifically as a ballpark and thinking about the temperature relative to what's normal. Even though this is a day game, the front coming through that area is going to make the high in the low 60s. And so that's going to be, uh, you know, good pitching weather. It's not 40 degrees, which, you know, 40 degrees in Minnesota, you see a lot of like two to one ball games and stuff like that. 
but in the low 60s is going to allow that park to play slightly friendly to the pitcher. And we're going to have winds blowing in at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So the pitchers are going to love this weather. Home run balls are going to be hung up. You're going to have to really crush one to get it out. And so with that cooler temperature, wind blowing in, and two pretty good pitchers in Anthony DiSclefani and Joe Ryan, uh, two guys that have shiny ERAs in the twos and low threes. Underlying metrics suggest they're pretty spot on. Two, two good pitchers, uh, two good bullpens, and two Matt offenses. Uh, we saw on Monday day the game went under uh even without Cobb going and the twins struggling to score uh I think the same thing here I think it's going to be a low scoring ball game it is the daytime but it's just going to be a chillier day and that wind blowing in under seven and a half is a great pick I'd still be going under seven but I do think that landing on seven is reasonably possible because with low scoring game seven is your highest likely outcome and so that we get the win on seven and a half is good if you're debating what to do of course there are calculators online that you can try to figure out uh, which one you should play between seven and a half and seven. If you're debating it, obviously, if you're with us on Dub Club in the Discord, you can shoot a message there into the chat. We can discuss it. I can tell you what I would think and what I would do in your specific situation. So again, massive benefits being on Dub Club, getting that access to, to asking me questions and, and I can use some math and try to figure it out for you. Uh, but the other thing, just as a default, if it's pretty close, I would just say, yeah, split your bet, you know, put a half unit on each one depending on what this number does. But under seven and a half, I think is a great play. I think seven, you know, is where this total should be. I'd still be going under just a little bit less excited about seven than the fact that we went on seven going under seven and a half. If you're playing the side here, model gives twins minus 145 a C great. So it should be twins minus 144. So it's like a C plus pick. I'm just not quite there at plus one at minus 145. I'm recording this here uh, close to lunchtime on Tuesday, trying to get this out early uh, to you. And so at minus 145, I'm just holding off. I'm not playing it yet. I might be persuaded at minus 145. It's kind of a borderline player pass. Minus 140, I'm invested at that point. That would be a B-grade pick. So we just have a lot of time. No need to rush. 24 hours almost until this game gets going. So no need to rush it at minus 145. Let's just see where the number goes. If it goes up to minus 150, that's okay. We don't have to play every game. We've already got a pick on the total anyway. Uh, But if it drops to minus 140, especially as some of the books that open up that have dime lines, uh, and again, if you don't already have a subscription to some of those offshores, you're not already in there. Subscribe. I don't know why I said subscription, a membership. I don't know, whatever account words are hard. Um, it, check out the links in the show description to sports with their bet us and bet online. There's links to sign up and they have typically uh, less juice on their baseball games. When those start coming out, if you can find a price better than this, I'm probably invested in the twins. I just don't want to pay a price in the upper minus one forties, minus mine, lower minus one forties. Seems pretty good here. The Twins have an edge starting pitcher with Joe Ryan. I think he's a better pitcher. The numbers bear that out with regards to how he's looked this year with the ERA and the underlying metrics both. That's why he's about a, almost one standard deviation better than De Sclafani. Otherwise, the bullpen for the Twins probably slightly better. It's in Minnesota. I just don't want to pay too much of a premium to back the Twins here. So I'm just holding off right now. But again, probably a play coming on this one because I think eventually later in the day or tomorrow morning, we should be able to find a price better than minus 145 on the Twins. That would be a B grade. If it gets to minus 130, that becomes an A grade. I'm not sure it's going to get that low, but you just never know where the line's going to go. It's always a good idea to keep an eye on it. But I, I, I lean Twins for now. I'm probably on the Twins, but other else, the under is a strong investment here. 
<clears throat> so the night game, 6.40 p.m. Eastern. Blue Jays at the Rays, domed up here at the Trop. Going to back the Rays at minus 165. A-grade pick, as you can see on screen, risking about two and a half units to win one and a half. Shane McClanahan versus Yusei Kikuchi, and this is a massive mismatch in starting pitching. Of note, neither one of these pitchers has pitched as well as their ERA, according to the underlying metrics, and the prediction is that they actually go worse than they have been so far. For McClanahan, that's not the end of the world. He's a 205 ERA. If he pitches a little bit worse than that, I think we'd all be like, sure, like that's really hard to do. The underlying metrics suggest his ERA should be in the mid threes. If he trends up towards three, that's not a big deal. Like that's still really, really good. He's definitely one of the top, you know, 10 or 15 pitchers in baseball for Kikuchi. That's a scary thing though, because his 408 ERA isn't very good in the first place. And the advanced metrics say it should be in the low to mid fives trending the wrong direction and not a guy I want any part of in Kikuchi. It's just a massive mismatch. It's really all there is to it here with the starting pitchers relievers uh, for the Rays and the Jays pretty similar Rays have a slight edge, I guess, according to the model. It's not much, but offensively, the Rays, best offense in baseball at this point, uh, you know, best offense in the American League for sure, I guess. Maybe the Dodgers are up there, but I mean, Model loves this offense. The the, the numbers love this offense. They are And the Blue Jays offense is really good. Uh, and the Blue Jays offense, you know, still right-handed heavy, so it gets a boost facing a lefty. But my goodness, this Rays offense is so good. Also right-handed heavy gets a, a boost facing a lefty. So a pair of lefties pitching, a pair of offenses that like that. I mean, there's, there's there could be a lot of runs scored in this one because of how good these offenses are. And that's where the model would go on the total. I'm not playing it yet. I You know, I... I want to think more about it. I want to sit on it a little bit more. Total I'm seeing is eight. I think it's only eight because of the fact that McClanahan's a really good pitcher. And so at some point there's kind of a limit here, but we've played the over in a few of these type of games recently. One with, I think with Cole was involved. Uh, you know, one, I think previously with McClanahan involved where you, you have an ace pitcher, but a mediocre pitcher on their side and good offenses. Uh, and, you know, if the number stays low enough, it makes the over valuable because the popular play is look at this ace pitcher. And it's like, yeah, but he's only going to go, you know, five to six innings. And McClanahan's average under six innings per start this year. If he only goes six innings, that means there's, you know, 12 innings out there. That's not him. And, and none of the other pitchers should have a ton of success. I mean, there's some good relievers in these pens, but these offenses are so good. And the Rays should score plenty off Kikuchi. So model would say go over eight projects 8.7 it's where i'm leaning at this point i just i just haven't pulled the trigger yet i kind of just want to see more books open up see where the odds are so over will be the lean no official pick yet but again if you're on dub club with us it's where you get all the extra picks it might be an overpick for me later if nothing else raised here at minus 165 i think is a great investment models it should be minus 183 ekes into a grade territory this is the limit for the a grade at minus 165 don't want to pay too much of a premium here. So anything higher into the upper minus 160s or the minus 170s, still a play on the raise for me, but drops to a B grade. Want to invest a little bit less because you're paying a little bit of a premium, which means your value isn't quite as good, which means I want a tiny bit less on it just because I want more where there's more value because that's what's going to pay off for us in the long run. 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Mets at the Cubs. <clears throat> no total out in this one yet. It probably is coming pretty shortly, but I don't have a total yet because the, it, it's it's one that lags a little bit behind just because the weather in Wrigley always so variable. Uh, and specifically, it will be variable in this one. The projected wind is in the 15 to 20 mile an hour range, but it's looking like it's going to go everywhere, crisscross direction. Like at the start of the game, it's going to be kind of out, kind of across. By the end of the game, it's going to be blowing in. 
definitely want to check the weather on this one because that wind at that park is going to really affect things if it's going in or out. If it's going sideways, it'll affect how hard it is to catch a pot fly, which we've seen at some of the Chicago parks. I specifically remember one for the White Sox when it was a real windy day a couple of years ago where it was just impossible to catch pot flies. And one of the infielders caught a pot fly, you know, on the run and was like celebrating. So that's how hard it was to catch one. So, it, it, you know, that's not going to affect the totals really that much, but in or out really could. So keep an eye on the weather on this one because that wind is strong in this one. We have a better idea on the temperature. It'll be in the mid fifties for most of this game. So more pitcher friendly weather. And that's why the model projects a total of 7.6. So seven and a half is a pretty good number. In my opinion, I'd be looking to go under eight or over seven as of now, but I'm not jumping to run on. I'm not running to bet totals at cool at, at Wrigley field until day of just because I want a better idea of that weather. And I've seen my projected total move at least, you know, close to a run uh, just because of a shift in, in this sort of wind. So holding off on any total thing, but again, as of right now, I'd be going under eight or over seven, but I love the Cubs here at minus one ten. backing Marcus Stroman has been a profitable venture uh, all season long. He's been really good. 305 ERA advanced metrics say maybe a tiny bit higher, but pretty good. And Tyler McGill, I think is a lot of fool's gold model gives him a below league average rating 388 ERA in the season. But the advanced metrics say his performance this year is more like a pitcher with an ERA in the fives. And so I think there's a lot of value here backing Stroman fading McGill. And beyond that, it's mostly a toss up. The Mets offense is definitely better, but the Cubs bullpen is a little bit better. And then the games in Chicago. So I would say that the location plus bullpen probably offsets the Mets edge offensively, making that all a wash. The difference is Stroman is massively better than McGill. And that's why I think the Cubs should be favored by much more than minus 110. Sidelines says it should be minus 121. 55% winners in this one are the Cubs, and that's what makes minus 110 the threshold for an A-grade play. Anything in the minus one teens or minus 120s, that's still beyond the Cubs, but we're dropping it a letter grade because I like the Cubs at that point. They should be favored by more than this, but minus 110 is that threshold for the A-grade according to the model. And then wrapping us up here, 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Tigers at the Royals. A game that you're probably not that excited about from an intrigue standpoint, but I think the over nine here is a fantastic look. Getting it at minus 105 is even better. But you've got two pitchers here that are below average in Matthew Boyd and Zach Grinke. Boyd, you know, unfortunately with the injuries over the years, looked really good for a short stretch. Hasn't been able to find it since then. 621 ERA. And the advanced metrics say it should be only about five, but that's still obviously not very good. Zach Grinke, I've been mentioning this you know ever since his days with the Astros the guy who struggles to go more than two times through the lineup can get hit around by a decent offense 482 ERA on the season underlying metrics is just that's pretty average you got two below average starting pitchers here bullpens that are very very average offenses that are below average but here's the kicker Kauffman Stadium can play pretty hitter friendly in the summer. I always talk about this. We're going to start off with the temperature in the low 80s. And even by the end of the game, it's still going to be in the mid 70s. And we're going to have a wind blowing out at five to 10 miles an hour. This is not like ideal hitting weather. And that sometimes with Kauffman, you'll see 90 degree weather, you know, up towards 100. And when it's 100 degrees at Kauffman, you can't make the total high enough. You know, especially this year with the more lively ball that they've been using. I really think midsummer, a summer day game in Kauffman you might be looking at a total of like 14 or something crazy. What wouldn't be, would it be that, that dumb? I don't know if the books make it that high, but I mean, we're going to, we've already seen some this year. We've talked about them. We've bet them on here. So when it was warmer earlier in the month, I think those Orioles Royals games. And some of those games just had a ton of runs in them. 
This isn't quite that weather, but it's still pretty hitter-friendly weather for two below-average pitchers. And we've seen these offenses, while they're below average, they hit pretty well against weaker pitching. The biggest thing is they just don't hit good pitching well. I don't think you're going to see that good of pitching here. So over nine, a pretty strong play in this one. Nice hitting weather. Model projects 9.6. I'm not going over nine and a half, but I am going over nine. That push protection on that nine, pretty valuable. That way we know if it gets to 4-4, four, four, we know we've at least pushed. And a 5-4 to four or 6-3 to three game is definitely in the realm of possibility. If you're playing the side here, model would give Royals minus 120 a C grade. This should be Royals minus 110. Based off the numbers, this is smack dab in the middle of the dead zone. I don't think there's any value at this number. If we could get Royals minus 110, minus 110 something, that would be a B grade. For the Tigers, if we could get Tigers plus 110 up to in the plus one teens, that would be a B grade. Right now, nothing available. So there's just no need to rush this one. Kind of like I mentioned before, a long time to wait if you want to play a side. Let's just see where the number moves to. Maybe we could take advantage of a movement that goes the wrong direction and then just back the other side. But it's mostly a coin toss-ish type game. Model says that the Royals win you know, 52.4% of the time, basically just based off a home field advantage that these bullpens are pretty similar. The offenses are pretty similar. The starting pitchers are pretty similar. There's just not that much difference between them. If I had to, I might say that the twins, I mean, the tigers are a slightly better pick in that they are a little bit more left-handed heavy. Both teams are a little bit left-handed heavy. And for the Tigers that helps them out against Grinky, or as for the Royals that hurts them facing a lefty. But honestly, I just don't think it's a great investment. Like I said, it's really smack in the middle right now based off the price. So this is just not an investable side for me at the moment. We really need a dime movement either way, but there's a long time before the start. So who knows if that'll happen, but either way, again, locking in this over nine before it goes to nine and a half, because I think this weather and these starting pitchers should lead to a lot of runs. And that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.